sports science, strength and conditioning, high performance coaching. Welcome to the Decoding Excellence Show. Hey everybody, it's Adam. And today, instead of my typical pre-show advertisement, I just wanted to briefly touch upon the fact that I have a newsletter that goes out every single Friday. And uh, the way I've described it to my friends and, and close people around me is it's like the birch box of newsletters. You really don't know exactly what you're gonna get in the newsletter, but it's usually chocked full of different research articles, different things I find fascinating. It could be songs I've recently listened to that really invoke some sort of response or just the little things that maybe I've acquired or purchased that have brought a lot of value in my day-to-day. But check it out, head over to adamringler.com forward slash newsletter sign up, pop your email in it. I promise I will never spam you and uh, immediately start receiving these emails. I think you will absolutely enjoy it and you won't regret popping in your email. Thanks so much. Hey everybody, today on the show, I'm going to deviate away from what is my typical interview fashion where I invite guests onto the show, ask them a series of different questions about whatever their performance-related domain that they exist in, And today I'm just going to essentially read uh, an article that I recently wrote called My 20 Lessons Learned Through Coaching. And this was sort of a fun article to write because I got to reflect back on on many of the notes that I've taken through the last decade of coaching and got to reflect and sort of expand on some of the, the advice that mentors have told me through my own personal coaching journey. So there's been 20 things that really have resonated. I probably have a lot more than just 20, but these are the 20 that I felt very very strongly about sharing with the community uh, of different strength and conditioning professionals and high-performance coaches, and I think that they would bring you some value as well. So uh, while we're recording more episodes as we're continuing to gather different guests to join us on the Decoding Excellence show, I thought I would just take a minute out of my day, share this piece of advice with you so that if you haven't read the article, you can just easily listen to it while you are on your daily commute or while you're doing cardio or while you're working in your office or whatever you're doing. So uh, without further ado, here is what is otherwise my monologue and my reading of the 20 lessons learned through coaching. As I round out my 10th year of collegiate strength and conditioning coaching, I have found some time to sit quietly and reflect on many of the lessons I've learned along my own coaching journey. And it seems as I've continued to learn new things, be exposed to new ideas in the world of performance training, or have you know, conversations with other really great professionals and coaches who have who've coached over, you know, 20 to 30 years, many of which, some of them uh, that I've had on the Decoding Excellence show already, I feel more than ever less certain about the performance training industry in which we operate within, which essentially means that the more I've learned, I've, I've learned that there's so much more to learn. Um, and, you know, I fear that many people right now They graduate from their university with a degree in one hand and a strength and conditioning certification in the other, that they're ready to take on the world with their vast knowledge. However, they only get to the world and they realize that what they've been taught or what they've learned is not nearly enough. 
And it's this sort of false idea that that they're ready, but they're not really prepared for what the real world is. Um, and this challenge and this false illusion is that when when these uh, young strength and conditioning coaches, they leave campus believing that they know everything they need to know about how to optimally prepare student athletes. And uh, and it's just not the case. It's just not the case. And it's it's even more dangerous if they've read things like super training or other high-level textbooks because uh, there's so much out there to learn. Um, and I, I feel like just because of that, that there's no one centralized resource. And you, you just – you have to go through the fire in order to to be prepared to coach. Um, and I, I've said this, I know it's a quote, but the more I've been involved in coaching, the more I truly realize how far away we all are from knowing everything. And it's true. Um, you know, and I look at my own coaching journey and I've, I've been blessed to learn from some really incredible coaches along my journey and my pathway. And many of which who've invested a great deal of their time and their education and their own personal philosophies and, and the wisdoms from their own successes and failures invested that into me. And I have learned, you know, like many fold from watching them operate and systems based beliefs that they've had and the way that they think and communicate with others. And I think there's, there's some power to, to observation in watching other coaches operate. And because of that, I've, I've learned so much from these incredible people. And I feel like I owe a lot of my success uh, and some of the thoughts that, that I might think are original, I owe it to them. Um, and it might be cliche to say that I stand on the shoulders of giants, but it's, it's absolutely true. And nearly every coach that I meet shares some sort of similar story about how their mentors in their lives invested in them and helped shape their path. So... I just ultimately, I think we all owe someone for believing in us, for sharing with us, for investing in us. And I I don't take this uh, or I don't really underestimate this and I don't take this uh, for heart or take this for granted rather. You know, I, I think we need to really uh, understand what those individual influences are um, and understand that we are an influence on the future generation of strength and conditioning professionals as well. So what I've done, and I've, I've always done this, is that uh, I always carry a little notebook around with me wherever I go, um, whether it's a moleskin, loose leaf paper, whatever it might be, right? The brand sort of insignificant. But over the last 10 years, I've kept this journal, and I've always wrote down some of the things that, that resonate with me uh, from these coaches. And today on the show, I just want to share some of those pieces of wisdoms with you because uh, they've helped me tremendously, and I, I think they will will do the same for you. So um, these are the 20 lessons that I've learned through coaching. One, it is better to ask for forgiveness than permission, right? So don't wait for anyone to tell you that it's okay to chase your passion. If there is something that interests you, go for it, whether it be sports science, workload monitoring, uh, some type of periodization, go for it, chase it. The very best in the world, do not do not wait for someone to give them permission to go out and seek their bliss. They carve their own path. If something really excites you, then you owe it to yourself to go and chase it, to do it. Playing it safe is for amateurs. You will win some, you will lose some, but never hesitate to call your own shot and swing for the fences. Two, working this hard has kept me this young. I know it's rare for us and for people 
to think that coaching, I know it is rare to see people coaching in their later years, but there are many legendary coaches who are still actively out there on the floor. While there are a few and far between, there are still a few of these icons still on the co- uh, still on the floor, still coaching as vigorously as they did when they first began. And it's one of the unique things about working in collegiate athletics. You are surrounded by young, exciting, enthusiastic people. Uh, when people say that strength and conditioning is a young person's game, they might be right, right? It's hard to balance as you get older, the energy required. But on the flip side, I also think it keeps you a young person too. So let's not take that for granted either. Three, know when to hold and know when to fold. Within this profession, you'll gain some incredible colleagues, close friends, and you'll work along some really, truly amazing people. And you'll have countless of coaches, assistant coaches, employees, bosses, and partners in this journey. The harsh reality, unfortunately, in this profession is that people will move on. They will find new passions. They'll ultimately move on from the organization that you're coaching, uh, you're coaching at. And when it's time, let them go. When you do not make when you don't make these decisions to let these people leave your life, at least keep their best interests in heart. Do not hold any resentment toward them. Just let them be people. Let them be free. Four, balance your energy both mentally and physically. The greatest thing I could recommend for you is seated meditation. I've already talked about this, but I wrote about this uh, thoroughly on my website, adamringler.com, but we also live in a world of instant gratification. The youth that we work with, yeah, even more so, are conditioned for it, right? Swipe right, swipe left, uh, you know, refresh your, your feed, check Twitter, check, check Instagram, check Snapchat. The world continually uh, continues to sell us an image to work harder, grind more, go further. And you know what? It's okay. It's okay to have ambition. But temper that ambition with restfulness. And it's okay to sit down, meditate for 20 minutes, take a deep breath, and let it roll over you. There's a Zen proverb that I absolutely love. And it's, you should sit in meditation for 20 minutes every day, unless you are too busy. Then you should sit for an hour. Five, complaining never solved anything. It's far easier to be the person who finds fault in everything. It's even more difficult to be the person that finds the solution. Be the latter and not the former. At the end of the day, if you are always the one complaining, it will not do anyone or any program any good. Rise above the negativity. Six, think long-term. Be strategic. Think of life as four-dimensional chess. While we all like to think of the rat race as this never-ending wheel that constantly hums and spins at blazing speeds, if you follow your bliss, you will have a long life, a long time in this career to figure it out. Truthfully told, most people are conditioned to chase the next short-term high. Try to embrace your long-term goal. While everyone else is playing the short game, stay locked in on your long game. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Seven, preparedness is a choice. Whatever project you have been assigned, do it to the best of your ability. Put your name on it and take pride in your work. More than half of doing great work is coming in prepared to do great work. It's a hallmark of a professional. They always prepare harder and more diligently than the amateur. And you see this time and time again with professional athletes. 
the seasoned veterans put as much time in preparing uh, for their output, whether it's their playbook, scout, film, or other, other avenues of performance as they do with their physical outputs. Do not let anyone outprepare you because your preparation is at 100% up to your own control. Eight, always bring more kindness. Bring more kindness, bring more joy into your everyday interactions with the athletes, the coaches, the administrators, and other people that you interface with on a daily basis. When you can be, be the spark of kindness into the, the conversation. The world is small. We are all struggling with things that most people have no idea of. So simply be, be the kindness that you would want to receive. Nine, life is full of suffering. This may be one of Buddha's four noble truths, but it's even more important in this world. Life is full of suffering, and we, we must acknowledge it. People can be inevitably mean. You will miss job opportunities you rightfully deserve, and people will do you wrong. Despite all these negative things, don't feel sorry for yourself. Be better and do better. 10. Know the person in the mirror. There are qualities that uniquely make you the person you are. These are most likely your strengths. And over the years, especially for a type A personality like myself, you may concentrate all your efforts focusing on improving your weaknesses. While this is not necessarily a bad thing, don't underestimate your strengths either. Improving weaknesses and covering for your blind spots are important, but the strengths are your strengths for a reason. Perhaps Einstein said it best. Everyone is a genius, but if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will live its whole life believing that it is stupid. For me, I have found myself gravitating more towards purposely positioning myself in opportunities that naturally call upon my strengths more than my weaknesses. Do not neglect your weaknesses, but play favorites to your strengths. The ultimate mastery and self-knowledge comes from knowing your weaknesses favoring your strengths, and understanding the environment context in which you play. 11. Let go of the grudges. The reality about the world is that you will cross many selfish and arrogant and self-serving people on a daily basis. Nobody is exempt from having to deal with this unpleasantry of other people's personalities or the hardships they bring in. But instead of harboring any unpleasant thoughts, resentment for their wrongdoings, Try to share with them the gratitude and acceptance. Trying to attack anger with anger is a poor choice. These people live with the misery of having to live with their own negativity. The last we should do is add more neg negativity to it. That itself is punishment in its own right. They are already carrying that negativity around with them through their entire day. Try to help steer them into the right. 12. Find the silver lining. There will be plenty of times in your career where things do not turn out the way you want. You will be passed up for job opportunities, looked over for promotions, and maybe even forgotten about all completely. When things do not go as planned, do not whine or complain. Take ownership and appreciate all of that you already have. When things look bleak, try to find the silver lining in your situation. Life is just simply better that way. Amor fate, love of fate. Enjoy all the things you already have to be grateful for. Those are your gifts. Try to start your day by reciting or writing three unique things you're grateful for. I do this regularly. 
This is part of my gratitude practice. I guarantee that you will feel happier and be a better person for taking inventory and all the things that you should already be grateful for. You do not need the world's best to enjoy the world. 13, do not procrastinate hard tasks. They will not get any easier. The truth about hard things is that despite how much time passes from idea to actual execution, the tasks will still remain challenging. Delaying the execution will not make it easier. Rather, you'll be dealing with both the pressure from procrastination and urgency while also having to do the same challenging task. Whether it's a difficult conversation, admitting wrongdoing, firing people, letting people go, whatever it might be, the best strategy is just to simply do it as fast as possible and allow the healing to begin. 14. No two people will think exactly the same. One of the best tenets I've learned through coaching is that people comprehend information differently. This is just simply coaching 101. Information has to run through the filter of personality types, individual preferences for intake of new ideas, styles of upbringing that people were raised in, and many other facets. You might resonate with one person, uh, with another person over sharing interests or some other quality, but understand that everybody is fundamentally different. And when you begin to get defensive about why someone else is not understanding your viewpoint, take a moment to put yourself in their situation. Put yourself in their mind. 15. Appreciate the hard times. The magazines will always attempt to sell you an image that everyone is happy. And if you feel a moment of depression or sadness or frustration in your life, that you need an antidepressant. If you're coaching long enough, you will feel many negative emotions. And this is part of the journey. Feel the sadness. Embrace the depression. But do not linger in the frustration. Right? The game's lost. The championship's lost. Right? Don't harbor that feeling forever. These emotions are necessary. And you need the dark times to really feel grateful for the good times. 16. Listen more. Talk less. We were born into this world with two ears and two eyes, but only one mouth. And try to keep your intake and output ratio as close to four as one as possible. Most of the smartest people I I listen, most of the smartest people I know, listen more than they speak. Be watchful of those that have to talk at every opportunity. It's most likely an act. Try to avoid them. 17. Don't lose your entrepreneurial spirit. I often hear the similar conversations being shared between a lot of us in the strength conditioning world. Uh, And it it typically most often centers around stability of positions or and or the fear that many of us hold about a potential loss of position and how it would negatively impact and affect our both our means of income and, and our ability to support our family. And while I completely understand the need of having, you know, this driving power purpose in our life's work, right? Coaching and the reason that we go and we show up and we coach every single day. I also understand the logistics of, of health insurance and a stable income. And those facts aside, my recommendation, my recommendation to you, new young strength conditioning coach listening to this is you are an entrepreneur. Never lose your unique ability to generate your own income independently from the logo you wear across your chest. Dream, create, envision better ideas, and generate multiple revenue streams. You'll thank me later come the day that you, unfortunately, 
find yourself on a detoured path from the traditional collegiate strength and conditioning career trajectory. You are an entrepreneur. 18. Things will end. Be grateful for everything you have in this life because the reality is that all good things come to an end. Your strength will fade. Friendships will come to an end. Your time with athletes and coaches and even your loved ones will ultimately go. And when you accept your time here on earth is very brief, you can become more grateful for the many things we have. So be present with those around you because when you blink your eye, they may be gone. Hug your family a little bit tighter, appreciate the people you have around you, and enjoy the good times because you never know when it is up. 19. Failure are the seeds for future growth. I have been part of many successful teams and many programs that ultimately fail too. And the heights of athletics, I've been at both the heights of athletics and at the very lows. And you may not relate failure with success, but the world's best embrace failure for what it is. It's a vehicle for learning. They may hate failing. I hate failing. But we all recognize that it's a crucial element to self-improvement. Those of us and those that never embrace overreaching and challenging oneself deprive themselves from future learning opportunities. 20. Ignore what doesn't excite you. Things in this field will come and go faster than the latest trends. Some things will move in and out of vogue. If something excites you, do it. If it does not resonate with you, do not feel compelled to do it because the industry says you must. The truth of the matter is that we're all just trying to figure it out. If something excites you, you're on the right path. Hey, everybody, that's going to be it for this episode of the Decoding Excellence show. And I just want to say a huge thank you for everybody that has supported the show thus far. This has been a creation, a labor of love, something that I really enjoy doing, sitting down, talking with professionals, talking shop, learning from their experiences, and ultimately decoding what goes into excellence performance and what makes somebody a master at their craft. And you know, over the last year or so, we really honed in on strength conditioning and high performance professionals. But I'd love to even expand this further and, and talk to coaches and talk to more physical therapists and talk to people that have a unique skill set in in what we do with trying to bring out the greatest performance out of uh, the people that we coach and mentor. And uh, and again, I just wanted to thank you, the listen listening audience. For your participation and your constant retweets and shares, it goes above and beyond anything that I have expected. So thank you so much uh, for supporting the show. And, and if I could make one additional ask of you, it's this. If you could please go onto iTunes and leave us a five-star review, that review allows for this show to move up in the Apple iTunes ecosystem. And it just allows us to have a little bit greater uh, visibility so that we can attract different guests and different business professionals or different uh, high-performance athletes and coaches on this show. 
and again, decode what what goes into excellent performance. So please log on to iTunes, leave us a five-star review. And like always, if you like anything of this show, I would implore you, head over to adamringler.com forward slash newsletter and sign up for the newsletter. It's a once a week, sometimes once a month newsletter that is essentially the, the birch box of newsletters. It is a random mishmash of things that I find fascinating in my week or in my month or in my quarter that will really bring a lot of value to you. And it, it might be articles that I've read, things I've listened to, uh, TED Talks I'm, I'm finding fascinating. It could be a documentaries. It's literally anything that brings a great deal of benefit. Use me as a filter to weed out what is otherwise mundane or, or not necessary and just have trust in that. If it goes in the newsletter, it's something that has been tried and tested through the vehicle that is my own life. So adamringler.com forward slash newsletter. Sign up for it. I promise you won't regret it. And like always, thanks so much for supporting the show. I really appreciate you, the listener. Thanks again.